Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is a HeadGum Podcast. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami, you've got style. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2015. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is the podcast where we have a friend over to watch an episode of the Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. I guess I was going to say real quick, I feel like my picture at Los Angeles 2015 was felt a little depressing. Do you the way do it I again? just said it. I think I'd like to say it with maybe a little bit more energy. Say it with a little bit more pizzazz. I feel like we're recording this. It's the day after Halloween. Yeah. Daylight savings time. I feel like everybody's a little Did just... you rage? I did not rage. You didn't rage? No, no. I did not rage. I did not rage. Did you rage? I raged. You raged? You I raged on hard? On candy. Oh, okay. I well, raged that's, on candy. That's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. I didn't rage rage. I, I mean, didn't. I was up late, but then, okay. yeah. Well, like, that's raging at our age. It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, picture it. Los Angeles. 2015. And then now I'm going to fast forward. Fast forward to... Okay, we're back great. to where we were. Good. Okay. We just watched uh, season three, episode five, Nothing to Fear But Fear Itself, which aired on October 24th, 1987, and is, wow. of course... That's almost 28 years ago, exactly. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And uh, it's the episode where... Rose delivers a eulogy on a plane. Yeah, yeah. And, well, more than that, it's a show about conquering your fears. Sure, it's a show about conquering your fears when they manifest themselves into highly unlikely scenarios. Well, yes, but, like, comedy. Sure, but the odds. I mean, the yeah. odds of everything happening. I can't wait to find out your fears and our guest fears. I'm I know, really I really, I want to talk about fears yeah, a lot about fears. We should introduce our guest we because should introduce him. he's one of my favorite people. And I really like his T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, so... Our guest today is a dear friend of mine. He is such a funny, funny, funny comedian. You guys really need to go check him out. Like, finish listening to the podcast, of course, and then Google him immediately and become his best friend. Um, And if you're in the East Coast area, he's moving to New York City very soon. So if you're ever in New York, you should see him. Guys, please welcome Chris there. Chris. Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you. I like how we did we introduced that like uh, like the meatball ladies on Saturday Night Live. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello. Like sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Yeah, those girls. Chris, Chris, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. For thank having you for me. being a friend. 
Thank you for being a confidant. You're oh, <laughs> oh look at that. You threw, delightful. Threw it right back Sorry, at you. it doesn't rhyme. That's fine. <laughs> What's your history with the Golden Girls? Uh, I remember my grandmother watching it when I was younger, and mm-hmm. she uh, was not very old. Like mm. she, like I don't know. I don't know what I mean by that. I'm just like she was cool. You yeah, know? I think she was my age. Yeah, <laughs> she was, she was like our age. You know, she wasn't really my grandma. I just called her grandma. Yeah, she was my younger sister. She was slightly older than me, so I was just like, you're like a grandma. Yeah. Um. So she would watch it, and I saw it a little bit then, and then I don't think I've seen it in quite a while. Mm. Um. Everything I, you remember? I had a yeah. Actually, I had a pretty like loose grasp on. The character sort of archetypes as we as we watched as the, the credits. opening credits were rolling. Yeah. yeah, I was like, she's the old one, she's the horny one. Yeah, and that, I get but that's it. where you stopped. That's yeah. where I stopped. You were like, yeah. all right, I'm in this. I get it. Yeah, I remember. I it. It's all coming back I mean, to me now, Celine Dion. You're pretty much like on par. That's yeah. the fifth Celine Dion reference this weekend I've had. Really? Everyone's talking about Celine Dion this weekend. Wow, you're, and Sunday's it. just wow. starting. So I know. It was mostly Saturday was a heavy Celine. Saturday day. was a heavy. Friday and Saturday oh, were Friday. heavy Celine day. Friday's a big. Last night I did like. A half hour thing of Rene is leaving me, oh. but I, my heart will go on. Oh, I love it. Because he's th- dying. Do you, th- oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's 108. Oh, but still, <laughs> Celine Dion has many more years ahead of her. Celine Dion live forever. I hope but that Rene, Miyamoto. Uh. Do you think that Celine Dion, <laughs> do you think that Celine Dion and uh, Mark Wahlberg, specifically with regard to his character in the movie Fear, would ever have like a, a, a punching your own chest off <laughs> kind of contest that to see be, who could maybe punch it that's longer such a and with like more like I don't know like a physical you know bravado because they both yeah. like Celine does it with like a like it's a way for her to like act like accent or accentuate a note yeah. that she's singing but like Mark Wahlberg does it in this like sort of just, like, rhythmic, I'm gonna kill you. I like you, how you referenced of. a Mark Wahlberg film that was, like, his first foray into acting. Like, it was, like, his first sort of, like, Mark Wahlberg now is an actor in fear. And, like, he plays yeah. this, like, killer person, and then two years later he does Boogie You know Nights that him and Renee, or him and um, Reese Witherspoon, neither mm-hmm. one of them can get on a roller coaster without thinking about that one scene that they shot, or if they hear Wild Horses by Rolling Stones, or like- the Sundays that covered it for that movie. That's all they think about. Is you the, really the know this movie. Fear. I know everything about the '90s, you guys. Is it, well, fear is a very specific thing about the '90s that I don't think really is a '90s thing. Did you know that Reese Witherspoon was also in a movie called Freeway yes, in the I '90s with Kiefer film. Sutherland? That was a great and Brooke film. Shields. Um, guys, this is a podcast about the Golden Girls <laughs> yes. and Celine Dion and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Chris, thank you for being here. Thank you. Let's get into the episode. Picture it. No, okay. Um, 2015. So the uh, so the episode opens um, with our our lovely our lovely little bee story, which is a Sophia cooking story. A very sweet story, which is always great when Sophia cooks. I love yeah. it when always Sophia great. cooks. It's yeah. like I always want to get a wooden spoon and dip it in that pot and just sample whatever dip she's it. got going on. Small sample she gave out. Yeah, her. very. I was thinking that too, but she it was in a competition. So what she was doing was she was making a lasagna. Right, and I think it was lasagna. She was either way. She was making well, the a dish. Red sauce ultimately, for it. was going to be that mussels marinara. Yes, exactly. That came later. But this dish, she was sampling it, and it was like a lasagna. And so she takes it out of the oven, and the girls come in. Sophia or Dorothy and Blanche are all like, "What is that smell?" Mm. And then Blanche is all like, "Besides me." <laughs> 
God. She's the horny one. She's the horny, She's the horny one. one. Yeah, I love that because you, you've got your phone up, and I, I feel like you've just written down, like, Blanche is the horny one, Sophia I mean, is the really, old one. That is something that's on here, And that's sure. your reference that you're looking at. But I'm like, there's the horny one, there's... There's Dorothy, sarcastic and logical. Logical. So- <laughs> Sophia, the Italian firecracker. And Rose, who is dramatic, anxious, has a weird family, and is naive. Wow. wow that's really good. And that's then what really did you put for Blanche? I... Just the horny one? Um, horny, dim-witted southerner. <laughs> Oh, dim-witted. Well, because That's at the beginning of the episode, there is a dim-witted thing where she kind of has a rose line where... Well, let's, we'll get into it. So she, uh, she, so the girls sample... Sophia gives the girls just rose. There's just the smallest sample. Very small <laughs> sample. And It's so, probably because it was a cold sauce, and they were like, please don't put a lot on it. I, I'm just really going to... I'm not even going to put it in my mouth. Just please don't give me that much. Oh, I, I thought it was fresh it. out of the oven. No. Well, well I mean... The actresses I were mean, like, let oh, us step oh, out oh, of the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let us... Let us because if you let notice... Let us break that fourth wall and really get into the nitty gritty it's like less you know realism and more like what these women were comfortable doing on screen. It was like a day job for them in a lot of ways. Mm. So, like, you know, Dorothy would never wear shoes. Like, she hates wearing... And because B. Arthur doesn't wear shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, she hates shoes. Or, you know, B. Arthur doesn't eat food on screen, which I don't even think... there was. Probably, she probably didn't eat anything in that, in that shot, maybe. But anyway, so, like, it was like a day job. I'll gotcha. do that, but I'm not going to do this. Anyway, so the girls take a sample of Sophia's dish, and they're like, mm, it's so good. Mm, and Sophia's like... It's, it's crap. Yeah, Sophia's like, cut the crap. Like, she's like, I, I've seen that face before. Like, that's not a genuine look. And she goes, uh, they go, she goes like, what, she goes, what I'm looking for is the look of total instant pleasure. Your father put that look on my face once. Also, she's delivering this line while the copper dick is yeah. right over her shoulder. Yeah. Um, there's like a copper, it's a dick. We uh-huh. don't know what else it is, but it looks like a dick. It's and a dick. every once in a while, you'll find it in different parts of the kitchen. Yeah. Um, so she says that, and then Dorothy's like, oh, that's nice, Ma. And Sophia's like, nice. We were married for 52 years. <laughs> like, but only put that look on my face once. Can you imagine? Oh, I can't imagine. Can't imagine. I mean, just having... can't imagine that look. <laughs> but also, I Someday. feel like, I mean, Someday. it was probably a time where like, you know, women aren't, women aren't telling men like what oh, they yeah. want and how they women want it. Women just kind of laid I mean? there and yeah. just like fuck them for two seconds and then that was it. Yeah, yeah. nobody came until like 1967 <laughs> or something. Like women? No woman came. Oh, yeah, no women. Yeah, men always were coming. Yeah. When do you think, oh, I'm so I don't even count. I said nobody because I don't even think of men as people, so I'm just like, <laughs> nobody was coming. Who do you think was the first woman that ever came? Oh, um, oh, that's a great question. Sophia Loren. No. <laughs> Sophia Loren. No. I think Before that, I feel like you know, I feel like we can maybe go you know back who I a think couple was, hundred years actually, at least. Um Abigail or yeah, and Abigail Abigail Adams, like John Adams' wife, because they were like <laughs> in love. So you know he was eating that pussy. But you don't hmm. think like a cave woman was she probably like, came like bored oh. and was like, I'm just gonna diddle myself while I'm no. waiting for my husband to get back with a mastodon. I think that cave woman slid down a, a wet rock and was and maybe got a little like that felt good. She slid down a wet rock. Like a slimy, oh wet rock. Ew. Yeah. What else is a cave woman going to do to find out she has a little diddle moment? I don't know. 
listeners, if mm. you guys can shed any light on this, what, who do you think was the first woman that ever came? Mm. I hope this is the episode my Mary mom, Magdalene. where my mom suddenly decides to listen. Got biblical. All right, let's let's move it on. Yes. This is so Sophie or Rose walks in. She's upset. She's crying. She's whatever. And this is where you got the dim-witted thing from Blanche because um, Blanche says. Uh, Yo, honey. Well, first Rose walks in quiet, crying, and she's like, the mail came. Yeah. And it's because her aunt died. Her aunt Gretchen. And then what does Blanche say? In Fort Lauderdale. I don't know. I didn't write Blanche, it down. Blanche says something like, oh, it's bad news. And then Dorothy responds, oh, that's uncanny. I had that feeling, too. Which yeah. is, I was obvious that it was bad news. She's upset. She's crying. Yeah. Um, that was the dim-witted, the dim-witted line. And then we learned that Rose's aunt has died. She, she was, you know, lived in Fort Lauderdale. Not close to her. Not close to her at all. But she's, she's upset because she's the oldest niece, which means she has to give the eulogy. Yes. Because that's the tradition. That's the tradition. That's where the crying comes in. Yes, it's and that's where the, the whole A story comes because in. Because Rose says she didn't even like her. No. Yeah. yeah. No, so she was mean. Yeah. Scary. She was a mean um, And she also lady. says that public speaking is her biggest fear, and that's why she's upset. Yeah. That's why she's crying, which is like, I mean, I get it, but it's like kind of a dick thing to be like crying because you're like, my aunt died. And they're like, I'm so sorry. And it's like, well, no, I'm not upset because she died. I have to speak at her fucking funeral. And I hate public speaking. No, I don't think that's a dick thing. I, have, I think it's kind of a dick thing. I think it's a little a disrespectful. Bitch, you know? It doesn't matter. It's like. Even in private with your closest friends? Yeah, no. That's confidants? No, I, I mean, if she was with her family, you know, I, I would understand. I remember yes. when, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to get real here. But like, yeah, it's selfish, but, you know, she's also just being honest. When my grandma passed guess. away, my grandma was you like. You make me feel like a terrible person, A Chris. bitch. She was a bitch. And my, <laughs> my entire family was like, we got to fucking go to this funeral. <laughs> We don't want to be there. Yeah. She was just a royal bitch. She didn't mm-hmm. like anybody. So, like, why why do we have to go out of our way? But we did because we're nice people. Mm-hmm. And just like Rose is a nice person and she is going to give the eulogy, oh, yeah. she's, she's just terrified it. about sure. it and she's bitching yeah. to her friends about it, which sure. I think is totally okay. And then in, I think, what is my favorite moment in the entire episode, um, Blanche and Dorothy and Rose are all sitting on the couch in the living room and Rose is <laughs> stressing about the fact that she's going to have to speak in public and Dorothy gives her, I, I think, what moment. is the number one piece of advice that people are always given, uh, which is to, uh, when they're afraid of public speaking, which is to picture everyone naked. I never get that. I've never been I've able never to do that. I, never, that would help. I feel like that's going to distract you from what you have to say. Yeah, or you would be like, oh, and now I feel insecure about my body. Exactly. I just like, am I naked? Yeah. If, if I'm looking out and I see a child like, am I a predator suddenly? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like a better piece of advice is like find that blinding light that they've got shining on you if you're on like yeah. a stage, and just like look out into the bright shining light. Because I just can't do it. Like, I physically like if I like like if I was looking at you, Carrie, I would be like, maybe big nipples. I don't oh, know. That's an interesting. Like, the, I don't. I wouldn't even know where to start looking oh, at you. Okay. <laughs> or like, Are you Chris, saying just you're like a really t- you're like a, you're like an average height, like skinny person, which means for me in my history, you probably have a really big penis. Like, I mean, that's that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I wouldn't Refuses be able to, to picture people tonight. naked. Well, yeah, it's just it's. I think it's a silly thing. It, I don't know. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. I've successfully made saying it? everyone on this podcast uncomfortable. <laughs> no, it's great. You just think we all have big parts under our under yeah. our clothes. Big yeah. nipples. You got a big dick over here. Yeah, I'm I'm hidden underneath a lot of fat. You're wearing a lot of layers. I am. You're you can't, you can't picture me naked. Shirt. Legs crossed. Um, <laughs> so 
but there's this great moment where she tells her to picture everybody naked yes. and then silence. And then we're, and then Blanche looks over at Rose and she's kind of like, no, no, she just looks at Rose and she's kind of like, huh, okay. Yeah. And then she looks over at Dorothy mm-hmm. and after a, like the perfect amount of time, she just goes, ha, 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 It's a cackle. It's like a, it's a, it is, it's hilarious. It's amazing. And then Rose gets into Rose it. Rose gets in on it and starts laughing. And then Dorothy gets up to walk away because she's offended. Then we get to see her sweet ass. They fucking <laughs> howl at that point. They're when dying. Dorothy gets up, they go, <laughs> like that. They howl. I mean, it's really funny. Can you imagine how? Like hyenas. I love B. Arthur and I love anyone who has a unique body and owns it, but like B. Arthur walking away would be ugly. <laughs> naked. Naked. Aww. Don't you think? I think she's beautiful. I think she's gorgeous, but like I do not want to see her flabby ass butt. Tall I can't even woman, imagine. Flabby. Part of me pictures like a super ripped She's like real toned. Oh, really? yeah. She's like buff under. See, there. I imagine I like that. hanging skin. Like I just imagine like very loose sort of body. Because she used to be larger. Like she used to have a lot of body. You until know, she, in Maud. Until she toned. She did. Toned she it had, up. She had a very and that little. She either toned it up, or she lost a lot of weight, mm-hmm. or she like had lipo or whatever. She may she, not have loose skin though. I don't know about that. I don't think so. I think she would probably look gorgeous. So, <laughs> the, this this episode had a lot of really long stories at the beginning of it until we get to, like, the meat of the story, which is when they get on the plane, which I think is the best part. So, yeah. then they get into the kitchen, and um, uh, Sophia is now... She's now decided to make veal parmesan yeah. for the contest, and she says that it's such an important meal it once saved her marriage with uh-huh. Sal. And um, she said they made it for the two of them. And then she said as Sal bit into it, he started to describe how the meal was like their marriage. Wait, this is after he left, though, right? They had an argument. Yeah, he so, left. Yes. Well, yeah, it was the Depression. They had, they're yes. newly married, and the marriage was kind of on the rocks. They had an argument. Yeah. He left for an hour. Exactly. She came. She started making this veal parmesan. And then he came back home. He came back, and he was like, boner. Yeah. That's not what he said. Not what he said at all. That's what happened, though, because then they had sex. Right, and that's what led to um, Dorothy being made. Dorothy being there. Conceived. But the sweet part is when he describes how the veal is like their marriage. Did you say it was, like, chewy, though? Or, like, tender? (laughs) Not tender. Sorry, like, like... She says, the veal is like him. It's tough and stubborn. The tomato Mm. sauce is like me, hot and spicy. The mozzarella is like our love. It stretches, but never breaks. But the veal was, he's saying it, the veal is tough, though. Yeah. It's stubborn. Stubborn. Well, maybe it's the depression. Maybe they're not getting the best cuts of meat. They're doing what they can Maybe Maybe he's uncut. Mm. I'll get off decks, guys. Anyway, then Rose and Blanche come home. (laughs) Will you, though? (laughs) Then Rose and Blanche come home, and then we get yet another story where Rose talks about where her fear of public speaking came from. You missed Sophia's punchline on that. So Dorothy is, uh, you know, she feels so like, oh, ma, I'm I'm the result of a love affair with your your husband, a sweet moment. And then Sophia's all like... And I never told him why, or else he wouldn't, or he wouldn't, like, he would touch me again or something. Never eat my veal parmesan Never eat my veal parmesan. If he knew that, like, it was a, that's the reason why Dorothy. That almost makes it sound like she trapped him into having a baby. Do what you gotta do. It was the depression. Yeah. Yeah. It was the depression. It was a great time to procreate and have another mouth to feed. Yeah. Um, well, you could send him off to work in a factory. Thank you. That is true, but like, you don't know when you're going to come out of that depression. Like, how lo- like how long you're going to have to wait till you can send that kid out to work? How many years? Um, well, but it's 
it's seven. better to make kids work because they're smaller. And then if they die, it's like a way long, short lifespan. Yeah. I don't see any upset. Yeah. <laughs> so then Rose and Blanche come home and mm-hmm. then Rose talks about how she, her fear of public speaking came from uh, the fact that she had to speak at her high school graduation because she, she was, was valedictorian, valedictorian <laughs> which we learned she only got because um, she drew the longest straw. Yeah, she That's was how they fourth. Picked. She was fourth in her class. Out of 19. 19 yes. Out of 19. And Dorothy's like, how is that valedictorian? She's like, well, we do it like every other high school. We, cho- we chose straws. <laughs> She got the biggest one. Yeah. 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 A lot of stories. Where, um, where is she supposed to be from? St. Olaf. And that's... Where, in Minnesota. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And uh, she, she says that her speech was, it's a great big world out there. You just have to change buses. And in Tyler's Landing. Yeah, Tyler's Landing. Great joke. Yeah, it was Yeah, really Tyler's good. Landing also sounds like it would have been a great soap opera. I was thinking that too. <laughs> Tyler's Landing. Tyler's Landing. What? She's your child. Sorry. And my sister. <laughs> it's like that. I don't know. That's just the way those shows go. <laughs> it, I've been I watching a lot of like, Jane the Virgin lately. Tyler's Landing to me sounds like it would be like a revolutionary, like, 80s first gay soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> what? You landed in Tyler? <laughs> yes, bitch. <laughs> Tyler's Landing, and it's a guy that just pops and goes, I'm Tyler. <laughs> I think we just pitched a show to Logo, yeah. Chris. Oh, the Vaseline on the lens? That was unintentional. But... <laughs> <laughs> Every oh, episode man. would have an AIDS message. <laughs> Guys, we may have to cut this out of the podcast because I think we're on to something. Yeah. We better, like, let's yeah. register this. Like, let's write up a paragraph, register it with the WGA. Yeah. Done. Make Done. sure nobody steals it. I'm into yeah. it. I mean, it was fully my idea, but yeah, if you guys are <laughs> You would have never thought of it had we not made you watch this specific it's episode. True. Oh, you're right. I'll split true. it with the writers of Golden Girls. They're no, dead. I think, I think they are not. We just I know, had them I on know. our show. We had a young one. The rest may be big. Be dead. No, they're not. Mitchell Hurwitz, Mark Cherry, they're all still very much alive and working. Okay. So. Somebody's <laughs> trying to make some industry connections with this podcast. <laughs> Mitchell Hurwitz, if you're listening. Full name. Mitch. If Come you're on. listening. Mitch. Yeah, he goes by Mitch. I heard your story about how you wrote a Cheers spec when you were young. Um, oh, so. He's not listening. I know, it's fine. <laughs> so then we start to learn about the other girl's fears. Yes. Uh, Dorothy is afraid of flying. Terrified of flying. Blanche, her fear, this one's very She passes it off me. as very, like, nothing. You know, she, at first she's like, nothing, and then she goes into, she had this well, dream. I do have this recurring dream. I'm trapped in an enclosed space full of men. Yeah. A bunch of bald men. Yeah. And then she tells them that... Um, do we know it's bald men at this point? Yes, she says we bald do. men. Okay. She's trapped in an enclosed space with a bunch yeah. of bald men, and that's all she says, which yeah. at the time I was like, that's really random. Well, mm-hmm. it's kind of like... It's like she doesn't really have a fear, which, I mean, in a weird way, she's the anchor for these two women to face their fears at first. At first. And then later on, we learn hers is also debilitating. But then, um, you know, Dorothy was like, (coughs) after Rose leaves, she's like, I would hate to have to give mm-hmm. a eulogy and Blanche was like you know what what if it was my eulogy Dorothy what, what would you say while eating a nutter butter while eating mm. a nutter butter and <laughs> or so d- a, almost eating a nutter butter yeah she was Somehow like nibbling on a nutter butter eating she's nutter like butter. yeah on, she yeah. was almost like a, like the first time you give an infant like one of those soft cookies and they can only mm. gum it yeah. you know and they just kind of like put it in their mouth a little I bit to get it wet understand people that can just like nibble on a cookie yeah. and just like eat it for a while i'm just nope. like two bites bye yeah. yeah you know it's a very i mean it's the way you eat a cookie on tv i guess yeah um 
but or, uh, or not eat a cookie because oh, there's a, there's a yeah. thing. Yes, there's a thing. So, so Dorothy's all like, you know, I would say she's a great friend. No, mm. oh, it's she goes, she goes. I'd say you were a lovely, generous person and one of the best friends I ever had. And Blanche goes, nothing about my looks. <laughs> She's like, I'd say you were one of the prettiest friends. Prettiest. Like, one of. That's what it was. She's yeah, like, one, I would one say, of, yeah. yeah, one of. I would say you are the prettiest friend. And uh, and then, so it's it's very sweet it's, what Dorothy yeah. says. And, and then Dorothy asks, what would you say about me? And she goes, um, I'd say I always felt safe having you in the house. <laughs> and then... And, <laughs> I say I always enjoyed talking to you when I came home from one of my numerous dates. <laughs> and then Dorothy slowly gets up. It's an awesome moment. She gets up. So there's one more. She goes, oh. and I always looked up to you like an older sister. <laughs> and Dorothy starts to walk away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she says, and I'd say you're fat. <laughs> and she and then she gives a, a look back. Yeah, also. it's like a double take. It's just to really so sink it. And that's when we see. Uh, Blanche eating slash not eating the nutter butter. She throws it down. Well, she yeah. kind of like, she, it's like she's biting into it. And as soon as Dorothy says that, her eyes like kind of narrow in on the cookie, which makes them go cross a little bit. And they yeah. open really wide. Like, what? Like, I'm eating a cookie. You crossed your eyes really well there. That's very, it's incredible. Can I you can't not cross do that. your eyes? No, I had, I was cross-eyed when I was a kid and yeah. I had surgery when I was five to fix so it. So you probably shouldn't even try. I can't, I can't, look, I can't do it. <laughs> My, He's just Chris, looking down. I'm just looking eyes. down, yeah. Yeah. I think they don't cross that well, though. I don't know. They're crossing no, pretty they're well. Pretty yeah. You're looking down, so your eyelids are... There you go. And you, that's yeah. great. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> that's oh. really great. Wow, guys. I guess I'm the disabled one here. Oh, you can do... You can cross one and then move the other. <laughs> I love that you ch- channeled Blanche <laughs> when you oh, said no. that. When you I get excited... Yeah. Oh, that's great. You were just moving one eye. Okay. Yeah. Wow. He's a witch. This is terrifying. So now they're out <laughs> on the lanai. Plug. Plug. And Dorothy's lounging because she's 700 feet. And, and her pants are the same exact color as the cushions. Yes. She literally looked like, like, you know, in Beetlejuice, <laughs> you know, in Beetlejuice, the woman who's cut in half sitting on yes. on the other side of the couch. It just looks because she's wearing a bright purple sweater and brown pants. It just she looks like a torso. It's pretty amazing. That's just being propped just, on yeah. top of a, of a lounger. It's also mm. says something about the pants, too, and the color of the chair because it was like a shiny tan. I yeah. Like. I mean, yeah. and it was, I mean, spot on. Yeah. Like you'd think a wardrobe person would have been like, oh my gosh, do you think maybe we should get I think this just goes her? back to like, you know, this this was a day job for these women. Like, I be, I guarantee you, I already Dorothy was like, we're not going to make her change her pants we're now. Not gonna, we're She's not going to ask B to change her pants. One pants rule for okay. B. It's okay. We'll just... Uh, uh, well, I, maybe I her know. pants were just made out of, you know, chair material. The same pants. They were like, they don't <laughs> maybe. Have, we don't have pants in water. Does anybody have eyes on B's pants? We don't have B's pants. We need to make a new pair of pants for B before she comes out of the bathroom. Yeah. It was a water repellent pants. They don't make pants those big. We got to... Maybe. <laughs> oh man! So they're out on the lanai, and and uh, who's is it? Just Dorothy and it's, and Blanche? No, all it's, it's it's all of them. Yeah. Rose. Well, Rose walks out later. She, uh. Well, but Rose wants to practice her eulogy, yes. and she starts to do it, and immediately before, before we go into shows. that, can we talk about Blanche's outfit? Uh, she's wearing some sort of weird, like winged, like like oh, like sweat sweatpants. It thing. is winged. Thing. It's like a sweatpant outfit. Yeah. But you're right. Though it's like it's like when she moves her arm up, it, it's it's all fabric. It's like it's yeah. what you would use. If you were going to make an owl costume, yeah, yeah. It's a very flowy 
sweatpants. Yes. Like for activewear, it was awfully flowy. <laughs> yeah, and you've been saying, H. Allen, that you think maybe she might have gained a little bit more weight. I think she's gained weight. a little weight, but then later on yeah, the episode, put those nutter butters see- away. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a nibble, babe. <laughs> later on in the she episode, she doesn't have to do anything that you want her to do. Chris. We see we see her in a black dress, and she has a nice little body. I mean, yeah. she's you know very tight. Well, waist, bl- so. black is slimming. You know, black is slimming. Maybe that's why they right. went to the funeral at all. They're like, you need to write us something where I'm wearing activewear. <laughs> where I'm I'm showing how I can't eat things. I choose not to eat them. Oh, I, I have a very Chris small so sample of a meal <laughs> and then I wear black at the end. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then to just like to then be like, yeah, sure, we'll do all of that for you. But then it's like a big fuck you. They're like, we're also gonna write a line where Dorothy calls her fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's an actress, she'll do it. Um so so Rose starts reciting her speech and she you know clams up midway through. She can't mm-hmm. do it. She sits down. She's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And so then she begs, she Dorothy begs Blanche, Blanche to go with her, yeah. with them to the to the funeral. And Blanche is all like, well, I'll do it if Dorothy does it. And then Dorothy Rose turns around and Blanche behind Dor- behind going, Rose is like, no, 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 no. waving her arms but wildly. Dorothy's stuck because she's a good person. And she's like, mm. I, if, I guess if it'll make you. F- yeah. OK. And then Rose marches. She's like, oh, she's so excited that they're going. She feels so much better. And when yeah. she walks off, Blanche tells her that um, that even though her Aunt Gretchen lives in Fort Lauderdale, yes. the funeral is in the Bahamas because that's yep. where she used to winter. Right. From Fort Lauderdale. Yes. Which is a very sunny, warm place. Which is place. like an hour could north, be a, not even could a be Miami. a joke. I'm just saying it could, could be a joke. A joke that needs more to it. Yes. Like but it, it, I was working on a show recently, and we put a lot of jokes in like that. Or no, not we, but... The writers had put in shows like that. I was doing, like, social media stuff for it. Uh It was America's Next Weatherman on TBS. Yeah. And so they would always, like, give these crazy forecasts where it would be, like, 95 degrees with snow or whatever. (laughs) Just, like, all the weather that they predicted on that show was, like, joke weather. Yeah. (laughs) And people would, like, tweet at our show all the time, like, that's not, there's no way, you know? (laughs) It's like, I think that that was the point. Maybe that's it. It wasn't a great joke, maybe. No offense to the writers of the show. I'd love to run with you guys in the future. But, I mean, (laughs) Mitchell Hurwitz, if you're out there. I was going to say, I was like, now's your time, man. Address Mitchell Hurwitz. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. Mark Cherry. Mark Cherry will probably sleep with you. Oh, Nene Cherry, Um, Eagle Eye Cherry, whoever's out there. (laughs) I would love to work with you. Eagle Eye Cherry's sister, who sang that song. um, Nene Cherry. Oh, that's, that's who, that's who, who his mentioned. sister's name. Great. <laughs> great. Same person. She sang and that nice song. Um, <laughs> uh, step by step, heart to heart. I don't know the song. Yeah, we, we can't afford that. In no, the 80s. Yeah, yeah. We'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. Um, so, uh, so now when they're ready, they're leaving for the oh, flight. Oh, no. No, what, no I'm sorry. That. Before, yes. before whatever you guys are even going to say, I would just like to address <laughs> that uh, when Rose was practicing her speech out on the lanai, <laughs> And this is great. You're not even looking at your phone anymore to get their names. Like, you know their names now. Chris is in it to win it. She did a horrible job. They were like, you did a great, you were doing a great job. She gave, yeah. like, a half sentence of a speech. And she then gave, she like, an introductory sentence. Freaked yeah. out. And they were like, oh, you did a great job. Yeah. We'll go with you, you if you want us to. You were doing fine. It, it is awful. Yeah. It is also strange that, like, that, like if, if she choked the way that she did in front of them. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, these are it's your gonna best be, friends. Yeah, You're hope to be you able, have room for one more in that grade. I mean, you Ooh. were naked in front of each other just two scenes ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> in somebody's of. mind. But yeah. so, so then Rose leaves, Blanche leaves, and Dorothy or Sophia's like, it's really good that you're doing this or whatever. And Sophia then she's says... She's like, you know, especially because you're, you know, scared of flying. It's probably one of those... 
dinkity planes yeah. or whatever, those tinker planes that just, you know, whatever, and that shake the entire way or whatever, and yeah. then uh, Dorothy freaks out and grabs onto Ma yeah. and goes, don't make me go. Yeah, don't let them take me, Ma. Yeah. It was um, cute. It was cute. And then we have a scene which I really didn't think that we needed it. Um, in the living room? Yeah, in the living room. I mean, there was a really funny Blanche joke in the scene, but basically the, the, the point of the scene was for Dorothy to try to get out of getting on the plane. Yeah, it like, was kind of unnecessary. We already understand that she's afraid of flying, but mm-hmm. there is a gr- there is a funny part where Blanche and Rose are like packing their stuff up or getting ready to leave, and Blanche is like, "Oh, you know, I heard that the weather's going to be nice in the Bahamas. Maybe we can get some sun, get a tan." <laughs> and Rose yeah. is like, "Aunt Gretchen always liked the sun," and Blanche is like, "Well, maybe it'll be an open casket." So, <laughs> which like between Blanche and Dorothy, they make a lot of insensitive jokes yeah. about her dead aunt. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great. The, the response to that is Rose makes this great, uh, just, it's all her eyes, but she's like processing the implications of that joke, <laughs> sort of. It was and a, it's like, she's very conflicted. There was like a whole range of emotions that she went yeah. through with just her eyes. It was really great. Yeah. yeah. It's always like, whenever somebody tells a joke like that, where it's like a little bit of a thinker for Rose, it always looks like she's doing a math problem in her head for yeah. a second. <laughs> It's like yeah. she, lets, she lets the audience sit with it by pretending to process it. Which is great. Cool. They do that a lot yeah. on the show, which is, it just, you know, shows how great yeah. the actresses are. Um, so then Dorothy comes out and she's like, oh, girls, I'm not going to be able to go. Oh, it's yeah. Ma. She's sick. I have to take her to the hospital. And they're like, well, she just went to that cooking contest. She seemed yeah. to be pretty okay. Yeah, she called us from the cooking contest and she ate a bad cannoli. <laughs> I have to go pick her up. <laughs> and then she walks into the front door. And, and she's making the best comeback <laughs> since Dennis Hopper. That's what yeah. she said. Yeah. Know, what was the Dennis, I guess Dennis Hopper had just been in Blue Velvet, which is the David Lynch film. So uh, I guess he hadn't done much prior. He? Blue Velvet was, wasn't he in Blue Velvet? He was in Blue Velvet, but I was yeah. thinking, oh yeah, I guess 86. Okay. Yeah, so he probably had a like a later. big comeback. Because <laughs> since Easy Rider, he really hadn't yeah. been doing anything. Yeah. And then he had a lull, and then he came back with Speed. <laughs> yeah, he was really good on Speed. <laughs> he was really good. Don't get um, her started on the 90s again, please. Yeah, please. We need to move on from fear. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Sophia comes home because she forgot her wine. Whatever. Dorothy's got to go. Great. Yeah. We're on the plane. Yeah. This was where I thought there were a lot of really fun moments. Mm-hmm. Um, well, can we also talk about how easy it was to just get a flight on a Yeah, last-minute flight. There was no just, talk, talk was of so cost. Fast. There was no talk. It was just very, like, maybe it's a commuter plane. Maybe it's one of those. That, like, it leaves every 30 minutes. Yeah, so, something. like, there's probably something I don't know, are like there a that? lot of people commuting from Fort Lauderdale to the Bahamas for well, work? Well, as we see in this scene, there actually are. There, there was yeah. only one empty seat on the plane. There's wow. probably lots of conventions Those seats, by the stuff. way, were three times as wide as oh, the other thing, too. Seat. They have, like, the nicest seats on the whole plane. Yeah, well, it was 1987. But there are lots of flights between the islands and, you know, that okay. whole Florida region, okay. Cuba. Oh, look who Great. knows about the islands now. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I'm just saying, I've been to Florida before. I know well, a thing or two. Ooh, brag much? Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> So one of my favorite, the greatest thing that happens is that Dorothy yeah. gets drunk on this plane. Yeah, she gets drunk. She gets drunk and she gets fucking silly. Yeah, as she gets drunk shit. on two, two sips small of glasses of shit. Yeah, no, maybe she didn't eat anything. Maybe. Oh, yeah. All she had was that sample the day before. Yeah. So Dorothy's like stressed out. <laughs> She's clutching Blanche's arm, and uh, and I love and I love this is like such the 
it, it, it's like a f- fear is something that a lo- I feel like a lot of people who are afraid of flying, like these are the things that they actually believe and rationalize in their brains and believe to be true, mm-hmm. which is when Blanche offers her some champagne. Dorothy goes, I, I, I can't drink it. I'll, I'll drink it. Then I'll probably burp and the pressure in the cabin will change and we'll fly into a mountain, yeah. mm-hmm. which I feel like people who are terrified of flying believe that. Yeah. Like some people actually believe that they, that they're, that by focusing on keeping the plane in the air, like that's their job throughout right. the duration right, of the right, flight right. is just to focus on keeping it in the air. That's their job. And they will. They what will are you guys afraid of? I've been, meaning, I've been wanting to ask this. Oh, man. Mm. I feel like, again, this is me being superstitious. I feel like if I tell you what I'm afraid of, I will die that way. And then people, like, people will play. Like, it's on record. Pe- it's on record. Yeah. And then people will be like, listen to this haunting episode of this <laughs> podcast where a young but how great poor would that comedian be? I mean, predicted like, her own death. That would be great. For your, for you, for me. Um, <laughs> I am terrified of drowning. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I am afraid of the ocean in so much as I don't swim in it. I'll go like up to my knees, but I'm afraid of like currents mm. and also sea monsters, of course. Yeah, of course. And I'm yeah. afraid of heights as far oh. like I can get in a plane. That's fine, but basically, and but again, it, not if it's flying. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, yeah, but only when it's grounded. Yeah, if it's grounded, you're cool. But, yeah, if it's up in the air, like, no, thank you. That's not the type of plane experience. If it's a seaplane, also, fuck no. Yeah, Your no, two no. greatest fears. Two greatest fears. Um, but, in, and again, this is, like, an irrational thing that I think a lot of people who have a fear of heights feel, but... Like, uh, I remember like my friends used to have rooftop parties in Brooklyn mm-hmm. for like yeah. the 4th of July. And if I'm on a rooftop, even if I'm sitting in the ver- the direct center of that roof, I will like picture myself just running off of it. Yeah. And that, and it gives me this like physical feeling of anxiety and panic and I just don't feel well. So I can't be in those types of situations. Have you tried picturing the roof with its clothes off? <laughs> I haven't, but that's a really great suggestion. I, uh, I'm that's very, real great. I'm very I'm superstitious. <laughs> that was a, you could have dropped the mic and just left there. But Bye, guys. I feel like we've got at least a couple more gems. Yeah, I, I've done my part. Yeah. I won't write in red. Like, I refuse to. Like, if there's anyone hands me a red pen, I just will not write in it. I'm very superstitious oh. in that way. Wait, um, that's, a su- that's a superstition. I know, but it's a... It's a it, What's it, your fear? It does make me scared. My fear... I was thinking about it. I, Is that somebody's going to judge your life the way the teachers used to judge your papers? No. Okay. I was a very good student, Carrie. Thank you. Wow. Um, Who's judging? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, uh, bridges. I fear bridges. I don't like going over bridges. They make mm. me really uncomfortable. What about um, Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges, I have a, a hots for. I think oh, he's I would very never attractive. cross Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he's, he's you never know. <laughs> See, what did I say? <laughs> no, I, um, so Bridges I don't like. I also, and this is weird, I really, really despise, and it's not so much, I guess, a fear. I guess it's a fear. It's anxiety, which I guess stems from fear, is talking on the phone. I can't, I have such a problem talking on the phone. I sweat so much. Even if it's a casual conversation, I sweat so much talking on the phone. I can't do it. It's very hard. I'd rather FaceTime or, like, text or whatever, Mm. but it's, like, a fear. I can't, like, there's so much anxiety going into a phone conversation I love talking on the phone. Really? To people that I want to talk to. I mean, even people I want to talk to, I, it's it, it takes me a lot to have oh, a phone conversation. Oh, I call people, I have, like, hour-long conversations, like, multiple times a week. Probably. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I can't do that. That's really hard for me. I love it. Chris, what are you afraid of? Um, I'm trying to think of what I really am afraid of. Uh, Golden I, Girls Podcast. I love Golden Girls Podcast, so that's definitely not it. There's the horny one. It keeps me grounded. <laughs> um, 
Not really the ocean, but kind of a little bit, you know? It is like scary. Like Billy Ocean? Billy Ocean, uh-huh. yeah. I'm like, Frank I'm ocean. not getting in I that don't get car. the scary part of the ocean. Fuck you. I'm not getting in your car. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, then he'll, he'll end up in your dreams, just <laughs> like Freddy Krueger. my dreams and into my car. Right. It, I'm sorry, but is that not, are those not the lyrics? Are those not the lyrics of a kidnapper? Get Absolutely. out of my dreams and into my car? Like, yeah. that's a kidnapper with, yeah. like, he's basically like. I saw you. I've been I, fantasizing about you. Mm-hmm. And now I'm making that fantasy reality, yes. whether you like it or not. He says yeah. the words, get into my car. Also, get wow. out of my dreams is, like, threatening as well. It's also, like, I didn't even like, know I was in your dreams. Exactly. Like, and now wait, you're here with your turn Acura. Turn that around on yourself. <laughs> Acura. Yeah. <laughs> you're here with your shitty Acura. <laughs> You think I'm going to get in that thing? Yeah. Your coop? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't get the fear of the Fuck ocean. Fuck you, Billy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess that you can drown. Drowning's a real fear. Are you Are you afraid of... Um, you can't see stuff. I don't like that. Yeah. You know? I get that. I'm, it's not a huge fear, but I'm just like, it, it creeps me out. Mm-hmm. I, you know? Like, I'll stay in it, but I'll like start screaming, mm-hmm. like in a fun way. <laughs> to me, I used to, maybe not the people I'm with. I used to tell people I was afraid I'm of getting kidnapped, but really, really, I just wanted to get kidnapped for yeah. like the celebrity aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like people would be like, "Oh my god, this guy yeah, has most, so much potential is kidnapped." I, it's a great thing. Yeah, most um, famous people were kidnapped. If, if you've noticed, <laughs> it's really a lasting form of celebrity. So I hope that works out for you at some point. Guys, this is terrible. This <laughs> this conversation has gone to a place that's making me feel very uncomfortable. No, no, I do. I am afraid of getting murdered. Well, sure. I mean. Like living alone. No, no, I know, what I'm, I know yeah. what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid, so I live alone, and I love living alone. Oh, and I, I know have what a feeling. You're say. I have a feeling that I will probably live alone for a long time. But I, uh, I, I do fear like choking on something like in my apartment yeah. alone. I don't even know. You choke on a grape? Yeah, if you don't chew it. It's so like filled with water, though. Are like, you guys still choke on a grape? I suppose. I, I I did once. I was eating a piece of like steak, and I oh, swallowed that's it. The worst thing to choke and, on. Yeah, and I I felt like a choking thing. Yeah, and I got really afraid, thinking like, oh my god, what if I died? Mm-hmm. Do you and, know like, how to do the self Heimlich where you throw yourself over a chair? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah. great. But did you learn because you were afraid of this? Yes. And I had to do it. No, I didn't. Um, but I do worry about dying alone in my apartment and no one finding me for a couple of days and then my cat eating my face. Mm-hmm. My suggestion? Yeah. Get a Vitamix. <laughs> problem, I, I have a ninja. Solved. I have a ninja. Just drink everything. Just eat every meal through well, a straw. Well, you know, hopefully, Santa, hopefully, you know what I mean? Hopefully you've been good this year and you can bump it up to a Vitamix. Jewish. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, back to so no Santa. The no Santa. No, we have um, we have Rabbi. They um, are the Babadook, the Babadook comes. <laughs> so the they're all on the plane, <laughs> and um, uh, I never said what I was. And they're drunk. Of. Dorothy's drunk, and Dorothy. And so Dorothy chugs two very shallow plastic yes. glasses of champagne. I'm afraid yes. of being a failure. I didn't get to really mention. That's all. But <laughs> we should we should continue. We should move it along. Let's not let's not linger on that. Oh my god! Okay. Oh god! So, so Dorothy is now drunk and making insensitive, cracking insensitive jokes. Yeah. So, um, are they really more insensitive than some of the other jokes we heard in this episode when she was sober? I don't think they're really insensitive. I don't I really either. Don't. I mean, yeah. but so, you did comment on the insensitivity of numerous jokes throughout yes. this episode, like not in her time of need. Yeah, I know. you're she very sensitive right now. But she doesn't care about her aunt. She didn't like her. She was. Mean. I know, but still, they should be like they shouldn't be cracking jokes. It's like I don't know. They're friends. I want like I, this. I don't, I would I don't really know how you're like having suspension of disbelief 
issues with the Golden Girls. Why? That's what it's oh, all about. Yeah. I do. I do say that I have. Yeah, I have no suspension you of disbelief. But yeah. then I yeah, do feel empathy like, for. God, those seats I feel are empathy huge. for a dead woman <laughs> who's not even real yeah. uh, amongst characters that right. are also fictional. Right. Um, so, but there was a joke where so Rose decides to get up and and talk at the. They call her like the 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 flight hostess. Yeah. Which would is what in the eighties they would have referred to as a stewardess, which we now call flight attendants. Yeah. But the flight attendant Candy, uh, played by uh, Meg Wiley. Who's been um, on other episodes, right? Um, I feel like I she feel has. I feel like she, you know what? She was. She played, wait a second. She was on four episodes of The Golden Girls. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. been, she's she's one of the regular Oh, that's recurring. right. She played Myra in an episode. Uh-huh. So she played Millicent Kennedy in Motherlode, Myra and There Goes the Bride Part 2, which is she's the wife of the woman, of the man that Rose is dating, who's yeah. mean. She played Edna and Blanche's little girl, and she played the the flight hostess and nothing to fear for yourself. She's been all She's over been the in place. Four yeah. episodes. Is That's this amazing. Her, is this the only episode where her age is a joke? Oh, is there, like it was like there, wasn't that kind of a, like people were laughing? I felt like. Were they laughing oh, at her age? Yes, because she said that her name was Candy. Oh, I see. And she's like very clearly a woman in like her 50s. <laughs> so she was like born in 1931. I think she's a woman in her 60s. Yeah. Okay, so she's yeah. probably one in yeah. her 60s. Her name, is her name is Candy. Yeah. So that's, I think, why they were laughing. That's funny. Um, I didn't get that. So, so then Rose gets up and she's... Uh, oh, no. So I guess first what happens is... Um, uh, wait, where it happened? What happened? Okay, so... Um, so Rose is talking about I don't know this is the joke though that I got upset at. So Rose is talking about her aunt Gretchen and she says she was an she was an especially rigid person yeah. and Dorothy goes especially now. <laughs> and I like, mean that's funny. Is wasted. <laughs> that's really funny. Hey, that's how Mitch Hurwitz is making a living, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't on the show yet. Damn it. So <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. Yes, th- this episode was actually, I believe, written by Christopher Lloyd. But and not Susan that Christopher Lloyd. But not that, that Christopher Lloyd. Christopher yeah. Lloyd. Come um, on, yeah. guys. You've been listening to this podcast so, long enough. But also, <laughs> at this point, Chris, you'd noticed you mentioned something about the hat budget in this mm, scene. Yeah, yeah, I said, they must, you know, hat budget all must the men be awfully high hats. for those extras back there. Yeah. yeah. You can only the, see the tops of their heads at mm-hmm. first. But and you know that it's hats. set up for a joke coming yeah. yes. in a moment. But there's like a beret. we got multiple fedoras back there. Oh, yeah. There's like, yeah, like a cabbie hat. I love like a good hat. I love everything. a good hat. I hate all, even a bad hat. Yeah. I don't like any hats. You don't really. like any hats. Really, I love hats. I can wear hats all the time. I. This is another podcast. Yeah, sorry. No, we don't do this. So then they... Um, all, the, all the men, all of a sudden Blanche notices all these men at once, for whatever reason, all decide to take off their hats at the mm-hmm. same time for yes. flying. Who knows? And uh, and Blanche suddenly notices they're all bald, and she freaks out. Yes. And she says that her recurring dream, there was a part of it that she left out, that she was in an enclosed space with a bunch of bald men, and that they in were a on plane. a plane that then crashes into the ocean. Yes, which, yes. again... Or mountain or whatever. What are the odds? What are the odds of a mountain being between Miami and the Bahamas? Because <laughs> didn't she say mountain? She said mountain. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. So. Yeah. She did say mountain at There's one no point. There's no mountain there. There's no islands. mountain. I don't remember. Not a lot of water. Um, and uh, then the hostess comes back out and she's like. Have anyone seen a bolt, a big bolt? This, she performed <laughs> like, I mean, there nobody would do it this way, but she's like, um, you know, fi- fasten your seatbelts, we're ready to take off. And if anybody finds a large bolt, please return it to me. It came off the, uh, uh, the, uh, the beverage cart. Yeah. That's yeah. It. 
the beverage cart. And I'm just like, are you, where did you go to school for lying as a flight attendant? And actually. It's like that SNL. What was that SNL character that was like, yeah, uh, that's my story. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember that. It was like John Lovitz was like always lying about stuff. Oh, the office worker guy. He was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I definitely did that. That's how he got the part in Big. Because he played basically the same guy. Mm. John Lovitz in Big? He was in the office in Big. He was like a early, oh. yeah. He also greatest guest star on an episode of Friends is oh, John Lovitz yes. as a high, yeah. as a high like Two restaurant part. owner. Here we are, so back in the nineties. Yeah. Back in the nineties. <laughs> um, but here's the thing: as a flight attendant, my old roommate was a flight attendant. I feel like I've talked about this in the podcast before. As a flight attendant, in the in the, the face of any kind of emergency, you always have to keep the passengers calm by lying to them because the worst place that you can cause mass panic is on mm-hmm. an airplane. Yeah. So like that's like when. Like somebody, we were once on a flight where somebody was having a heart attack and nobody else in coach knew it was happening in like a first class bathroom. And it's because like the flight attendants are walking around smiles and whatever. And they were like, grabbed a thing of blankets out of the thing above our head. We were in the very back of the plane. They're bringing it back up to the front. And she was like, that's a defibrillator that they have under there. And they're, they're going, Hey, would you like a blanket? Would you like a blanket? And she was like, they're just, you know, that's them like trying to remain calm. So like Candy's a terrible flight attendant as well. Yeah. She's a flight attendant on the golden girls and she's also like 108. Well, also, it's like how how much practice does she have if she's you know yeah. on this shuttle flight from oh, yeah. Florida yeah, to the Bahamas? Yeah, she's probably yeah. like a Southwest flight attendant. No offense. Hey, no but offense. Like, they fly cross country. Come on, <laughs> they fly in Mexico even. I they think, do. Uh, they do fly international now. Yeah. Which brings us to our sponsor today, Southwest <laughs> Airlines. Southwest Airlines. Um, but Rose, the thing that's interesting to me, Rose is incredibly calm throughout this entire situation. Yeah. yeah. And um, weirdly, so yeah, yeah she's very Whereas very the girls calm. Are just very like it was kind of, yeah. They even they're even cut to after that. So then yeah, we thing, cut to like a little bit later in the flight. They're sitting there so so still, and then Rose talks, and then Dorothy says, "We agreed, don't talk. It shakes the plane." And yeah. she's talk also talking like out of the corner yeah. of her mouth. Yeah. Like they're not. She's not even moving. It's her like the head. thing you were saying earlier. Like if I just think about the plane not crashing, then yes. you know. And then you have Blanche, who's like still terrified, and she's like, "We're gonna die today on this plane." And, yeah. and they're all kind of talking about like they're, t- they're all talking like they're about to die. And which I was saying, like in a post nine eleven world, I feel like anytime you're talking very loudly on a plane about the fact that you're gonna die on that plane, yeah. like they would probably ground your plane. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. They're very, um, they're very sensitive up there nowadays. They're yeah. Very sensitive. So anyway, yeah. so they're I all. Think- I think the air is too PC now. (laughs) I can't wait till we get back to the days of old comedy Um, in the air. So then Blanche (laughs) says that one thing that she didn't mention, or, or maybe Dorothy's like... Blanche is freaking out because of her dream, and Dorothy's like, well, remember, in your dream, you said that you heard the voice of God. That's the one thing you haven't heard. <laughs> oh, no. But then the captain comes on, and he was like, hello, everybody. This is Captain Lord. Hardy <laughs> 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 fucking her, guys. I mean, I mean yeah. no offense, Mitch, but, like, come on. It's, he wasn't on the show yet. Um, <laughs> I actually thought that was funny because they were probably like, oh, his can't, his name can't be Captain God. Right. Like, no, it Lord. could be Captain Father. No, that might be weird. Like, Captain yeah. Lord. That's a funny way to do it. Yes. Um, or Jesus. Oh, yeah, Captain Jesus. Oh, that wasn't a thing then. That no. Was, that, yeah. no. <laughs> they weren't in this country. No, no. They weren't flying up from the Bahamas. No, no. So, but the captain says that they're flying into a tropical storm, so yes. they're going to have to turn the plane around and go back to Miami, which... They have. They can detect the weather. I don't understand. Like that. That shouldn't be a thing that That's happens. Happened. Not the tropical storm part. But I've had a plane grounded because of a storm. I was flying once from Texas in a also rinkety plane to Missouri, 
and then there was a massive storm that was coming through um, like Tennessee or something and we had to ground the plane like it was like mm. and even though they foresaw it coming things change very quickly okay. are you getting emotional over there <laughs> Um, so, Chris, you worked on a show about weathermen. Do things change very quickly weather-wise? I'm not going to, you know, uh, negate Alan's lived experience. <laughs> Let me ask you a question about George Clooney. Do you oh, think... Are, are we back in the 90s? <laughs> yes. No, we're not. It's fine. <laughs> Just know that the answer is yes, she wanted to. He's going to um, take my side. Where are the oh. friends? So... <laughs> Okay, so they're going to be turned around, so they decide Rose should get up and deliver her speech in front of everybody on the plane because Mm -hmm. she'll be able to hopefully conquer her fear. Yeah. And she gets up on... Whose idea was that? That was uh, Blanche's. She's like, do it now. Do it now. You go do it now. And then Rose gets up and she takes the mic and she's like, I was on my way to the Bahamas to speak at a funeral, but now I won't be able to. So if you don't mind, I'd like to do it here. No applause. No no applause. Oh, yeah. Nobody. Well, it might be insensitive to applaud. I feel like there should have been a few nods. Yeah. I feel like the guys turned around and they were like, what the fuck? Oh, that was the other thing. (laughs) All men on the plane. Except for them. Yeah. I mean, they're all bald. We talked about that, but like. They're going to a real game. Yeah. Convention. No, Mr. We Weldy. actually talked about it. Comes up it comes where they're up. actually what they're why they're oh, bald, where they're yeah. going. There's, yeah, there's a reason. So it, that, but yeah. what, before that, Rose gives her speech about how you know her aunt would, guess, do, would do would scare things, would scare her. She'd jump out of the closet. She would you know whatever do wear things fangs. to scare her. You wear fangs. Howl at the moon. That to me sounds like like a nice woman. That they're no, saying that's not a nice woman. How does that to sound like a nice woman? We'll she jumps talking. out of the closet and scares a child <laughs> no but she says eventually she gets to a point where her head can be calm and says that maybe she was doing that to make her conquer her fears maybe she was doing it to get over these fears whatever these adult fears mm-hmm. and stockholm and, syndrome and say <laughs> yes i was and, i was jumping out of a closet to scare the crap out of you so you'd get over your fear of having someone jump out of the closet and scream in your face yeah ridiculous but uh she she finishes the speech and she has a, it's a whole moment of mm-hmm. applause and it's beautiful whatever and she talks about how you know needing her friends to get through fears and it's a kumbaya. Also, moment. it takes a really long time for Candy to realize that she's on. The I know. Team. I mean, it's like she's clearly an. Candy episode. doesn't like. Is it really that long of a time? <laughs> I mean, it is, and this is a small plane. It's not like Candy was like up in first class, and nobody also like, she wasn't aware of the fact that somebody else that was talking bolt, on the megaphone. The, the, she's saying though, she's she's preoccupied I mean, with plugging that bolt. Back oh yeah, in. maybe she's plugging the bolt. Yeah, back maybe in, she was like, like listening to her Walkman. The or pilot could probably you know? cut the mic. Like the pilot could probably interrupt and just be like, "Hey, sit the." Fuck down, lady. Maybe, hey, Captain Lord's got a lot on his plate. He's, got a lot he's on trying his to get out of the eye of the storm. storm. He's well, like writing his so joke down. He's writing. He has a he's joke that's a coming joke up. Coming so up. Rose gets the applause. She sits down. Candy and then, comes out and goes, "You're not allowed to be up here. This is the Copacabana." And which, then Captain mm-hmm. Lord gets on and says, um, "If every, if you look to the left out left side of if your you all plane, look out the left side, you if all, you all look at us, and then they all do." He goes. We'll tip over. <laughs> That's a little plight humor. Yeah. Small yeah. plane joke. Yeah. yeah it's ridiculous. Joke. So anyway, the women come home. Sophia's now. there reading Sophia's a magazine. There and she's like, oh, what are you guys doing back so early? Would have loved it if she Isn't had she, a man. She was like, over. what the hell are you doing home? Yeah. It yeah. just would have been nice if Sophia was like mid coitus with yeah. that yeah. gardener or like that guy. Vibrator just roaring, plugged into the wall, magic <sighs> wand. He doesn't like it when <laughs> you're making him. You won't if if you keep up with this, he won't invite you back. She's got like <laughs> headphones on, like jackhammer headphones on. 
Oh, what are you doing, um? <laughs> Spaghetti sauce everywhere. Okay, oh, let's God. just go oh, on no. with this. Why keep going? Oh, it's God. Funny. <laughs> um, oh, man. So she gets home and then... She's like mixing a spaghetti sauce with a magic wand. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> You know you can put a mixer attachment on that thing. It just she just puts the dildo in. <laughs> well, the magic just, wand <laughs> does actually kind of look like those hand mixers. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know a thing or two. Oh, that's funny. I know about cooking and other stuff. Oh, you know man. about cooking and I would I would love to massagers. see you cook with a dildo. Like try to like like mash potatoes with a dildo. There, I'm starting a web series. You've heard it here first. <laughs> I'm like gonna try to go with sex toys. What's it gonna be called? I'm working on the title. Cox in the kitchen. I'm getting notes. <gasps> What'd you say? I said Cox in the kitchen. Cox. Oh, that's too, you cooks. can't put that on YouTube. Yeah. Yes, you can. And also, it's like, but it's about like, are there really gonna be other cocks in there? Just the one. Too many cocks. <laughs> too many cocks in too the kitchen. Many cocks. Oh, too many cocks. Plug your way to a shepherd's pie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Guys, go? we're on home okay. stretch. She gets home. The girls get home. Stretch. Sophia's like, what are you doing home? So Dorothy, <laughs> Dorothy says, oh, they, there was tropical storm, whatever. But tell us about the competition. And so Sophia. She says that she had got, she was going head to head against yeah. Al Capone's piano head? teacher, who is 103 <laughs> years old. And then it was tied. They yes. went into sudden death. Uh, by sudden death, she means that Louise, the woman, died. Yeah. Uh, her funeral's on Saturday. And then Rose, I actually hate this as a button to the end of the episode. I didn't yeah. like the end at Rose, all. Yeah. She says, uh, her funeral's on Sunday. And Rose goes, that's terrible. And Sophia goes, you think that's bad? Guess who I volunteered to give the eulogy? Yeah. And then there's like this just, I mean, way too much time is spent of like Rose going, oh. <gasps> And then, like, Blanche and the other girls going, like, bah, this kidding. Bah, and Rose being like, mm, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was a it was a very lackluster ending to the episode. Was, I didn't like it. Yeah. But, you know, they all can't be great, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. They tied the A oh, and the B. They did tie that A to the B. Yeah. Uh, That's our episode. That was our episode. That was it, guys. That we was did, great. It. Um, did it. So, at, Chris, at the end of every podcast, we do a golden takeaway. It's a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Mm-hmm. I will start so you have, you know, an idea of what to do. Great. Um, my golden takeaway is to make lasagna. I've never made lasagna before, and I feel like maybe I could make a good lasagna. Um, I feel like you would. Yeah, I feel like I would I would do very well with that. So I, my golden takeaway is that I'm going to make a, a lasagna, and, and I will, if you are in town, because I know you're leaving soon, mm-hmm. you can come over and you can eat my lasagna, and that's not a sexual reference. Sure. Yeah. Carrie? Um, my golden takeaway... Hmm. <laughs> is radio silence. Is radio silence. <laughs> um, I think my golden takeaway is... Uh, oh, boy. I have so many things that... So many ideas that I had. Um... I think if you are afraid of flying as Dorothy was, uh, you know what? Sometimes it does help to like pop like a Xanax or Mm. have like have some champagne to kind of relax you or like stay up the whole night before so that you know you're going to sleep on the plane. Like that's just like go with it. Do it. Do it. I do that before. Do it responsibly. Before most activities in my life. Like anything anxiety. I have to take an Ativan before I (laughs) leave the house. Okay. Okay. That's my takeaway. Nice. My golden takeaway is that there's nothing wrong with dressing in the exact same color as furniture that you own. 
might seem a little bit embarrassing, but ultimately it's a conversation piece. I mean, we talked about it for quite a while mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So, you know, think about it. Live your truth. Live your truth. Yeah. Chris. Live Dorothy's truth. You are a fantastic gem of a human being. It's true. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm so glad that you, this worked out and that you are here. And I'm sure our listeners love you just as much Thank as you. we do. Look out Thank for you. my web series, you know. The, <laughs> Good. Uh, Too many cocks in the kitchen. Dildo, yeah, all kinds of stuff. And where can people follow you on the interwebs? Because now they definitely want to after this podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is ChrisThayer.com. I have uh, tour dates and shows and stuff on cool. there. Twitter, I'm Chris Thayer says, and on Instagram, I'm Woomp Thayer it is. That's amazing. <laughs> I am very impressed by that. That is really great. I am H. Allen Scott. You can follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And I'm CarrieDoherty.com or SquiddySquid on Twitter or Squidzy on Instagram. Hashtag great at branding as always. Uh, and don't forget that you guys can follow the podcast at outonthelanai.com uh, That's where you can go for everything. You can also check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. <laughs> We're also on Tumblr. Um, and guys, I want to ask for a favor this week. If you guys can do me one favor just one favor tell a friend about the podcast Mm. tell one friend uh tell them tag them uh in facebook maybe uh text them email them Tag us too when you do it and or just like do it the old-fashioned way by word of mouth because we uh love that the audience that we have here we really want to grow it even more and so if you guys know someone that likes the golden girls you think they'll like the podcast like just tell a person and i feel like that's gonna be a great way for us to build our community more it's always surprising last night i was at a halloween party and some guy saw my tattoo and he was just shocked that there was a golden girls podcast out there so Mm -hmm. like you know word of mouth guys we have to keep it going. You can also go to outonthelanai.com slash discuss and look for today's episode, Nothing to Fear But Fear Itself, and leave your questions and comments. And you can also donate, because we love your support, at outonthelanai.com slash donate. And thanks to Spreaker for all their free hosting services. Yeah, so they're great. So amazing. And finally... Thanks to HeadGum, mm-hmm. which is, you know, all our podcasts are on HeadGum right now. You can just go to HeadGum.com and check out all kinds of other great podcasts that are there. And Jake and Amir are just the sweetest, most kindest, yeah. most handsomest guys ever in the world. God, get a room with your thoughts Sorry. already. And guys, remember, stay, stay golden. golden. Yeah, stay golden, you guys. Why don't you fucking tell me that was the slogan to say at the end? <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. That was a HeadGum Podcast.